<laughs> Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Happy Friday. Hi, Karen. Hi, Giselle. We made it through another week. It's Friday. Yes. Yay. I'm so happy it's Friday. Yes, I know. You've had a long week. You've had a long week. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, it is Friday. It is uh, the Friday before um, Valentine's Day, which I didn't even realize um, how uh, in sync we were with the topic for today and, you know, it being Valentine's Day on Monday. Um, <clears throat> so I want to just say good afternoon and welcome everyone to Lunch Talk with Karen and Giselle. Um, for those of you that are new on Podbean, uh, we are live. And for those of you that are catching this on the replay on your favorite podcast platform, you can go to realtalkwithkarenstacy.podbean.com and click that follow button. So when we go live, you can actually participate and comment um, on here. So today's topic is life after breakup. And I find it funny because I've gotten addicted to these stupid shows now, you know, Life After Lockup, uh, all of these other crazy shows and stuff. My son's <laughs> like, Ma, seriously, you watching this? But um, so, yeah, I thought this was a, a cool thing. Uh, Giselle had brought this up to me um you know before and then i had another listener that um was interested in some perspective on this as well and what better weekend to do it than valentine's day weekend uh you know a tough weekend for those of us that are single um especially some of us that are single not by choice right so um you know even if you aren't single by choice, it's not an easy thing to do, um, you know, rebuilding. So, um, you know, for those of you that are here, please, uh, you know, feel free to comment if we we will read some of your comments um, as we discuss uh, the matter at hand, if you will. So um, good afternoon to everyone that is tuned in. Please do share out this video video i'll be all right share out this podcast <laughs> if you can um and uh we will all right i'm trying to share it out on facebook right now as we speak um and don't forget to hit those heart buttons if you're liking anything we're talking about or feel free to comment. So I'm going to let Giselle kind of take it away a little bit. Um, Giselle, you had said you, you wanted to do a show about this. So, like, talk to me. Where? Yes. Yeah, so so I have experience in, in this because a couple years back, you know, I got divorced. And I was entering into the single world. Uh -huh. So, you know, for for the prior uh, 19 years, you know, I was married, kids, you know, that whole thing. And kind of during that time, uh, you know, what happens is, is that you kind of lose yourself a little bit. And you're always like in just a T-shirt and sweats and no makeup, hair in a ponytail. So you're not. <laughs> so you're not like you're not like fixing yourself up like you know when you were single. So so then you know you go through a breakup, and uh, and now you enter into this world and you need to make yourself marketable. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good way of putting that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that round of applause uh, goes out to all of the people that are trying to figure out how the hell to do that. Oh, Carmela, you know what? I'm. I think I have to get new earbuds because my AirPods. It must be these. I don't know. Um, so I don't know. Okay. Well, you know what? It's 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 okay. It sounds okay. Um. So, you know, someone was saying, you know, so how do you do that? Um. So that is like the age-old uh question, right? So 
what so you know you brought up a very good point you you want to make yourself marketable right so how does one go about doing that well um so you so for me you know i i started going out so i started hitting hitting up the bars and the clubs and then you know you kind of see how these women are dressed and how they look and uh, you kind of get an idea and and then what happens is you kind of slowly transform yourself now i was very i was on the conservative side when you know when i was married i wasn't one to be flashy or wear you know stilettos and uh, and, and all that stuff but as you spend time out there you know in, at these places and and you see what's going on you end up kind of following along and picking up some of these clothing trends and what have you hmm. so it's a slow process but and then you know you start working on putting makeup on and doing your hair and you know along the way you start making these adjustments well, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but, you know, I've never been the type of person that bases myself off of other people, which is probably why I'm still single. Well, um, but I mean, so I get what you're saying. You're saying like, OK, so you use the word marketable, which I think is a, a cool analogy, right? Because marketable means that it fits into mainstream if you will right so right right so right so now you're looking at those things now to me see i will wear the most ridiculous outfit to a place and not give a flying fuck what anybody thinks about what i'm wearing and again that's probably why i'm single because there's going to be what maybe one person in the room that actually likes it and the rest of them are all talking about me which is you know fine but you know, like if you're throwing on the stiletto heels, uh, you're doing that because you it makes you feel sexy, right? You're not doing it because everybody else right. is doing it, right? No, 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 no. You, you do it because it makes you feel good. It makes you feel sexy and more attractive to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean... It's I think it's about, um, you know, because I know there are people, you know, like they're that are saying like, you know, well, how do you do it? And again, you know, listen, don't, uh, you know, base your life around what we're telling you to do. We're telling you our experiences and we're sharing these things um you know, with you just to give you an idea. But, you know, one size doesn't fit all because, you know, so what Giselle was expressing at this point is, you know, you got to change it up. You got to make yourself marketable. So it, meaning if, you know, you got to get back out there, you got to see what's going on, um, you know, and you got to start, um, uh, you know, being a contender, right? But now let me ask you exactly. a question. But now, Giselle, how do you do that? Um, if like, this is the, the, the hard part, right? So I have had, um, people like when my husband passed and my friends, you know, was like, you gotta, you know, be around adults. You gotta just, you know, go on a dating site, go out on dates, like just be around people. And I was just like going through the notions because like, I really wasn't into it per se. Right. So like, that's tricky because now what about if you're putting yourself out there? Like, how long did you wait? Did you jump right out uh, there? No, no. I took a year um, to myself. Okay. And and it wasn't until after then I started <coughs> heading out. Okay. Um, because, okay, so for instance, like I'm reading here, uh, you know, dating after a breakup is disastrous. If each person has not dealt with their baggage issues, you need to make peace with your demons and move on. So, you know what? Very good point. And that was kind of where I was going with that, right? Because you can't, you know, listen, men and women are different. Okay, so men will go out there a lot of times and they will, you know, fit, do a physical thing, you know, meaning sex or whatever, and not have any type of a, you know, a, another type of connection. Not all men, but a lot of men, right? Women are more emotional, so we don't really jump out the same way. Although some of us do, don't get me wrong. 
Um, but I think that I always say you got to do the work because if you're carrying the baggage of your previous relationship into something that you think is going to be happening, it's never going to happen because you're building something with no foundation, right? So like if you, you know, you broke, you know, you're no longer with your husband and, and how long were you with your husband again? Uh, 19 years. Right. So that's a lifetime, right? So now good breakup, bad breakup, what? Um, you know, it, it, it didn't go very smooth because I'm the one that wanted it. Um, it, if it was up to him, he would have just stayed in it as, mm-hmm. it, as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, uh, but I wanted it. So, but, you know, at this point where we get, we get along better now than we did when we were married. So we have a good relationship with each other. And kudos, kudos to you. And, and, you know, this is something that I would like everybody to hear what she said. So she was in a relationship. She was in a marriage and she has two children. Um, and instead of, I guess, once your children reached an age, I guess, I, I guess you waited for it to be more manageable, if you will. Right. Because um, a lot of right. people, a lot of people stay together for the children um, in a loveless marriage. Uh, there's a difference between a loveless marriage and a, you know, an abusive uh, relationship. But, um, you know, a lot of people will wait and then they will do it, but a lot of people will not do it and they will remain miserable. Right. So I think it says a lot. You know, it tells you the strength that you have inside of you that you made this change. You know, it's life altering and you had the strength and the ambition to do so. So, I mean, like I take my hat off to you. Yeah, no, we, um, you know, once he came to terms of what was going to happen and accepted, um, you know, everything else was pretty smooth. I mean, to the point where we actually sat down together, you know, before even divorce proceedings started, how we were splitting everything up. So we sat down, we wrote lists together and who was getting what. And it was probably the easiest and the cheapest divorce that anyone has ever gone through. Well, um, that's adult. That's that's called adulting and communicating. But our focus, our focus, our main focus was our children. And right. we wanted to make sure the transition was going to be as easy as possible on them. Right. Um, right. So, you know, so that was that was the, the, the focus there. And it right. still is. Right. Well, and and again, it should be the focus. So, you know, there are obviously all different types of breakups, right? This breakup we're talking about in particular is a 19 year marriage. So that's going to be a lot different than maybe somebody that was just dating for a couple of years um, and, you know, broke up and, and, you know, and such. Um, So one of the comments is how do how do you do that? Avoiding the bar scene. Um, when you're fighting, you know, when, when, you know, you're fighting sobriety. So, you know, there are a lot of people that do not enjoy the bar scene, uh, whether it's because it, you know, it's like a, you know, Satan's quadrants, uh, or, um, you know, they, um, you know, they want, they're, they're trying to remain, you know, sober. And certainly the last place that you should put yourself in is a bar when you're feeling broken and hurt. So, um, you know, as far as that goes, um, you know, you can certainly avoid the bar scenes. You need to do other things. I mean, what, go to a coffee shop, right? Uh, sit in Starbucks. Um, it really depends on the type of person you are. I could talk to people in the supermarket with no problem, but there are a lot of people that aren't really that um, open and outgoing. So it is definitely challenging, but maybe joining a gym, right? And if you see the same people at the gym all the time, um, you know, maybe, you know, you make friends that way. Um, you know, they, they do have, they do have groups out there that have, you know, for single people with inch certain interests that you have, maybe it's photography, right? um, you know, uh, bicycling, whatever, 
they do have these groups that you can join, which are specifically for single people, and you can meet people that way too. Right. I mean, it, you know, it's a it's a tough thing because it especially depends. Like we're talking about two different you know animals right now. For somebody like yourself that was in a relationship like me, I was in a relationship, you know, and. To go like going back out there again, it's like, you know, the first time you get on the school bus, you know, like you get on the school right. bus and everybody's looking at you and you're the new kid and you're either going to get beat up or you're going to have, you know, everybody's going to be a best friend. Right. So it's really um it's it's scary. Right. Because you don't know what's out there for you. So, um you know, it takes a lot of inner strength, in my opinion. Um, to, I mean, it's, it, it was quite the experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and you learn fast, too, because there are a lot of you people. Do. Yeah, because there are a lot of people out there, you know, and that's the bad thing, is that there are a lot of people out there that will take full advantage of your weakness. And you that's why you can't put yourself in a situation um i mean i watch these shows i mean i'm i'm cra- i watch all these crazy shows now i don't know what happened to me i think my my brain cells have diminished and i watch these shows and like these these women and these men send even like that that lockup shit you know they, they spent $15,000 on an inmate that they never even met before because, you that's know, crazy. yeah, I mean, I want to do a show about that, too, but that's a whole other thing. But, you know, <laughs> th- there's, you know, these connections that are made. But, you know, there are people that want relationships with people that they are not actually ever going to be with. Like there's one girl on there that has like 10 different inmates and she sends them all money, but she knows that they're in jail and she prefers them in jail because she doesn't want to physically, you know, like be out there like that. So that tells you right off the bat, like, hello, warning, warning, you know, like uh, there's got to be something going on there. I mean, you know what happens is you you go out there, like if you haven't been out there in many, many years and you go out there with being very naive and and trusting. Right. And because, you know, you're thinking about how things were way back then. And that's totally not the same. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's true. When I, you know, so I think, what is it? I think my husband is going to, it'll be this summer. I I think it's going to be nine years, if if I'm not mistaken. And I mean, when I was, I was like, wait, what? Like these, like what? Like it's fucked up out there. It's like a a swamp, Um, you know, like. It really is. It's a swamp. And so, you know, a lot of times that's why, like, I'm home now. Like, I tried all that stuff. I put myself out there or whatever. And, you know, I'm like, "Mm, I don't know about that. So it is it is very, very difficult. But the, the best thing I can say to anyone that is trying to rebuild their life after a breakup, no matter how it happened, no matter how, you know, long you've been together, is you got to do the work. You can't, if you're hurt and you're heartbroken, let's just say for argument's sake, this person cheated on you. You got to make peace with that because the next person you meet may, you know, maybe you're attracting cheaters because law of the universe, maybe that's what you're bringing in. But, you know, just because one person cheated on you doesn't mean the next person is going to cheat on you. So if you don't put that to rest and give this poor person, you know, like at least a chance and you're already, you know, like, let me see your phone. What are you doing? Where were you? How come you didn't answer the phone? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was taking a shit. I mean, really? Like, what's your problem here? You know, that's when things, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, that's when things go awry. I mean, I, I told you, I think I told the story, you know, there was one guy that I like called my boyfriend, quote unquote, for like, I don't know, two or three months. And I had my foot was broken at that time. And I remember I finally had to go down to the basement to do my laundry and I couldn't figure out how to get the frick down the stairs because I had this big, huge boot on. And I left my phone upstairs because, you know, I'm not carrying the phone and the laundry and my you know broken foot. 
So it took me a long time, you know, to do that and get back up. I had like 800 phone missed calls on my thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Is he on fire? Like, what happened? Why is he calling me so much? And then I call him and he's like, well, why didn't you answer the phone? I'm like, because I was doing laundry and I have a broken foot and I had to walk that. Well, what if I needed you? Wait, what? (laughs) And that should have been the red flag immediately. Right. But I didn't want to recognize that because I was trying so hard to make something happen that when he was doing that and then he flipped it around. Right. The good old flim flam flipped it around and made it like, you know, it, he was concerned, you know, for me or whatever. So instead of me seeing the red flag, like this guy is possessive and out of his fucking mind, I, you know, was flim flam to think of it differently. So this is and, and I was weak at the time, 110 percent. So this is the problem with putting yourself out there when you aren't ready, because you can set yourself up for disaster. Oh, I I mean, I recommend that you take a year off and uh, before going out there and dating or whatever. Right. But it, but it, during that year, though, you have to do some, you know, self-care. Oh, soul, soul searching for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. All right. Let me see here. So I see. Uh, I was married 22 years and the breakup was a shit show for sure. Now we can talk like civil adults. That's always good. Um, Same here. Better separated. It's crazy. Um, Let me see. Uh, Yeah. Meetup groups. I'm just reading some of the comments um, right now. Of course, I pressed the wrong button, so I lost it. Okay. Here we go. I was left three weeks before my engagement party. All invites had went out seven weeks prior. We went to Clearwater, Florida to take on the beach only to find out just before the breakup she was having doubts i was crushed i lost everything is it still early to do this and regain trust when my wedding was going to be 22222 um oh wow yeah so um you know no i no like we're saying right now you know you need time to heal from this so no you shouldn't be out there um that's raw um that's gotta hurt like hell um and yeah you know and you can't go out there and pretend it didn't happen because you're gonna cling to the next person because you're heartbroken and that's a great way to screw up a relationship what do you think g i agree yeah, that that is it's too raw. You need to wait it out a bit before you 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 go out there. Yeah, because the problem with that too is, you know, having doubts. I mean, first of all, I, I'm as hard as this may sound, she did you a favor because the last thing you would want is to be married and she had doubts because then you're in a whole other, you know, murky water situation. So better not to do something um, than to do it um, doubtfully. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're talking about, you know, something that just happened. Um, and I, the last thing you should be doing is putting yourself back out there. Um, I know it hurts, but when it happened, um, better before your marriage. See, I said the same thing. Uh, they say it takes one year for every five years to be emotionally ready. And who is they, by the way? No, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, listen, the one thing I do have to say, and I don't know if, if you're, if, if you guys agree or not is as we get older, so I just talked about like the red flag that I didn't want to see, right? And I was, you know, in my, I don't know, he was, let me see, my husband was 43. I was probably in, in my, my mid to later 40s when this happened. So I should be, should have been smart enough to recognize the red flags, right? But sometimes, uh, we don't, right? So if you're in a weakened state, you're not going to see um, you're not going to accept those red flags because you're so desperate to be with somebody because you're trying to bounce from one thing to the other. And I know for myself personally, I was looking for someone to make the pain go away. I was looking for my knight in shining armor because I lost mine. 
And it was too much to put on people I didn't even know. So, you know, like for like when you and your husband broke up, um, I mean, it's hard, right? Because you're used to being in a certain type of relationship, good, bad or indifferent. You're you're used to having someone there. You're used to having some type of maybe support, maybe not. Sometimes if you're in a bad relationship, you're better off alone, right? Because they're just adding to your problems instead of helping them. Well, for me, I... Uh I, I uh, loved the fact that I was going to be alone and not have anybody there because he always made me feel like I was walking on eggshells. Yeah. So um, I was happy to not have to feel that way anymore. Yeah. And that's the thing, right, is that it's better. Like people don't understand it's better to be alone than with someone for the wrong reasons. And, you know, the the thing that we have to learn in life is that you have to be able to stand on your own two feet because someone else can't fix everything. Yes, you can be in a situation where you have great support. But like for somebody like myself, I was always very independent my entire life. And a lot of the fights me and my husband had were because I wasn't allowing him to kind of you're right over there, G. <laughs> um, I wasn't allowing him to, um, you know, kind of like take control, so to speak, not in a bad way, but just like he wanted to take care of me. And I resisted it because I wasn't like I was brought up to take care of myself. And when I finally allowed him to do that, it was amazing, but it was the hardest part for me after losing him because I had like lost those things and now I had to get them back. You know what I mean? Right. So that's like the challenging part is that, you know, sometimes when you have a person that really wants to take care of you and does a really good job at it. Um, you know, and you do it now, you kind of not that you lose yourself, but you count on that person. Right. Which is what you're supposed to do in a relationship. You're supposed to count on the other person. Um, yes. But when it's ripped out from you, whether it's because they passed away or because they left you, um, you know, it will definitely, uh, you know, you got to get your footing back. And that takes time. Right. And it takes, in my opinion, it takes therapy uh, or meditation, um, you know, alone time, solitude. You know, you can't jump from one thing to the other. The only thing you jump from one thing to the other is a job. You know, like you don't leave a job for no job. They always tell us, right? Like, you know, you can't leave something for nothing. But Right. Um, you know, you, you, as far as a relationship, you don't leave one per, you don't go from one person to another person, you know, and that's not how life goes. People are not interchangeable. Jobs are, but people aren't. Relationships aren't. No, no, they're not. So, I mean, I would say too, like, what about like friendship wise? Like, you know, if somebody is trying not to, um, you know, go out, let's say, you know, to a bar or whatever, you know, I think it's important to kind of build relationships with your friends too, if you have friends, um, and lean on those people that, you know, if you don't want to go out alone, uh, or go do something alone, that you have somebody to do it with. I agree. Uh, it's good to have that support system of friends because it does it does help you get through it. And and it is someone to talk to, um, you know, about how you're feeling and what you're going through. Yeah. Giselle, what are you doing in the background? Because the, the it picks uh, up so much. You know, that's my dog eating her food. Oh, I'm that's hysterical. That's hysterical. Yes. Oh, that's uh, so in the metal bowl. That's her teeth uh, hitting the yes. the bowl. That's freaking yes. hysterical. Carmela <laughs> thought you were shuffling papers. She, you and Carmela thought you were going through your divorce papers as we were talking. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's going Just to through, remind me. <laughs> she's going through the divorce papers. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, the mic picks up everything, Carmella. Oh, my God. Absolutely. My gym friends saved my life. There you go. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share and give great advice. Absolutely. That is what we are here for. You know, a lot of times people don't like to talk about these things. A lot of people are not um, honest and forthcoming and everybody makes it seem like, uh, you know, everything is hunky dory and the grass is greener. And you know what? That's a lot of freaking bullshit. Um, in, in your situation, um, I think you need to take a lot of time because if you didn't see, first of all, um, please don't take this, you know, any way other than in a loving way. But if you didn't see that there was some, you know, there had to have been things going on that you must have not either been in tune with or ignored because somebody doesn't pull out of a wedding you know, eight seconds beforehand, um, you know, unless there were other issues. And and that's the thing, too, is if you, you know, uh, you know, life after breakup, rebuilding yourself, rebuilding your self-esteem, believing in yourself again, because when you're, you know, somebody like in, in that situation, this person breaks up with you, you know, a couple of weeks before your wedding, what do you even do with that? Like, you feel like, it makes you feel completely broken down, you know? So, like, how do you feel good about yourself? You can't. I mean, you have to build yourself back up again. Uh, yes, we can be grateful that we avoided um, a big problem, but at the same token, it still hurts, and you're still going through it, or you have to go through it. So you can't jump from one thing to the other. You know, yeah, go to the gym, um, you know, do things that make you, um, you know, feel better. Listen to, um, you know, self-help, you know, like podcasts or meditations and things like that. Cause you have to just get your, um, you know, your, your balance back. I mean, and even if it was out of a, a bad relationship, I mean, you know, it's not easy, right? I mean, you're going, when you were starting to go out, where were you with that? Um, were you, um, you know, like, were you hesitant? Like, did you, like, crucify every guy that you met? Like, how did that work, G? I'm sorry, you got caught. Someone was calling me. I just had to hit decline. Oh, I hate um, when that happens. Where was I? Yeah, sorry about that. That's okay. Um, where where was I at the point of when I first started getting out there? Yeah, was like the with, question? well, yeah, like with men, like in other words, like if somebody was coming over and talking to you, were you like, you know, looking to, you know, get with them or you were looking at them like, okay, what line of shit are you handing me now? Like, where were you? Um, I would, I would chat with them and then just kind of see where it went. I wasn't out there looking to just hook up at that point. <laughs> um, so it, it was just, you know, talking just to kind of get a feel uh, of things out there. That's yeah. what it was like for me. Well, I know I'm not like a let's talk about the weather type of person. So um, it, it is certainly it was challenging. You know, it's challenging for me to keep it like my girlfriend was like, keep it light, keep it light. I'm like, how, what, how, what, how do you do that? Like, I can't keep anything light. Like the minute somebody starts talking to me, I go straight in and I'm pulling at their heart, you know, so keep it light. Like, how do I do that? Like for me, having a deep conversation is awesome foreplay, you know, so I'm like, it's it's hard to do that because you want to go in, but I think it's really good advice to try to keep it light. I just, I'm not sure I do it well. <laughs> I mean, you know, my, my, my first experience, you know, really getting out there and, and I met somebody who, you know, I, I was attracted to, I kind of liked, I liked how the conversation was going. Um, he ended up being a liar uh -huh. and he was married. There you go. So that was my first experience. Right. And so how did you learn that? Uh, I had an app uh, that did a background check. The, the, oh. the story is funny. So he exchanged, he exchanged numbers with me 
So what had happened was when I had entered his phone number in my phone, his name, full name popped up. And he's like, how'd that happen? I said, I don't know. So apparently it has something to do with Gmail. So if you have a Gmail account and you put in someone's number, it picks up the info and it gives you the full person's name. So I had his full name uh, at that point and something seemed off like uh, a few days after and I was I was growing a little suspicious. So I then did a background check on him and I saw there was a woman's name associated with him. Mm. I went to Facebook. I found her. And I found one photo that she had of him, Hmm. which had a comment, oh, my husband or whatever. And I was like, oh, he's a liar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that like that's even I mean, there were guys on there were guys on dating apps that are married um, and like they don't show their face. Um, yeah. And they don't, they don't tell you. And it's funny because like my friends will say like, like my girlfriend would be like, oh, well you hear from him all day, but you don't hear at night or whatever. Like, oh, you don't, then he's married. I'm like, what do you mean married? Nobody's going to be on a, a, a site when they're married. And she's like, uh, yeah, they are. And I'm just like, why would people be that deceitful? Like for me personally, I'm the type of person that you, you know, I'd rather you say, listen, I'm married, but me and my wife, we don't have sex, which of course is usually a lie. Um, you know, we have no relationship and 100% we're just, lie. Right. <laughs> and, and we're just together for the kids or whatever. You know, look, this is my situation. You want to hang out? You know, we could do dinner. We could, you know, fool around. We could do whatever. But, you know, I'm not leaving my wife, you know, until my kids get older. Whatever the situation is, I have more respect for that kind of a cheater than somebody perpetrating the fraud. Like, how are you going to tell somebody that you're not even married? I mean, you know, that's just insane. But, yeah, so there you go. So how did you... Like, were you hurt? Like, what what did you do with that? No, I I was like, oh, you know, all I thought was like, oh, he's an asshole. So, you know, and then what I did was I sent him a message and I said, uh, you know, the great thing about social media is you get to find out a lot of stuff. And I found out you're a liar and you're married. So that that's how I responded to him. See, and then the bitch in me would have been like, make sure the next time you fuck her, you scream out my name three times. See ya. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I just, again, I don't get that, um, you know, but getting back to, you know, the, the topic at hand, you know, um, we could go on and on about, um, you know, life after breakup because, you know, and there are a lot of people, I think, I mean, depending on the age range, but in your age range and my age range, um, you know, there are a lot of people that are starting over um, by choice, uh, a lot of people, right? And a lot of people by default. Right. Um, and there are a lot of people that never had a real relationship and they're in their 50s, which, you know, again, is a little bit of a red flag to some of us. Um, you know, so there are so many aspects to this. And I mean, we could talk about this a hundred different times and spin this in many different ways. But, um, you know, sticking to the, uh, the subject, you know, how to, you know, life after breakup, you know, you really have to do the work. There's no other way to do it. It's just the same way, like somebody, you know, okay, I want to lose, you know, 50 pounds. You're not popping a pill and losing 50 pounds. You're, you're going to lose 50 pounds if you change your diet and exercise and, Blah, 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 blah. Right. And right. A hundred percent. Right. And if you don't make a lifestyle change, it's not something that's going to uh, continue. Meaning if you go on some crazy freaking grapefruit diet or something, you know, after you lose. okay, great. You lose 50 pounds and now you go to try to eat normal food and now you gain 75. Right. So that really didn't serve the purpose. You have to actually make the change and you have to own it. 
So that's the difference. And people don't realize that. So, you know, you got to get out there. You got to do it. You got to do the work. If you're hurt, if you're harboring different things and and everything, you got to do the work because you're never going to rebuild a life on a, a fallacy, really, you know, because again, you lose 50 pounds, you gain back 75. You go out into the world and you meet somebody you lose yourself in them and then you lose them too, you know, and it is, it's very, very challenging. And a lot of us are trying to rebuild. Some people are very happy to be alone. Some people don't know how to be alone. Um, You know, so if you're trying to be some, with some people, yeah, some people just can't be alone. They yeah. always need to have somebody there. Yeah, I know. And so, you know, again, you know, a lot of independent people uh, run away from needy people, right? So I think in my situation, when I started dating after I lost my husband, I was very needy. And I know how I am when I have a needy guy around me. I want to freaking jump out of my skin. Like, get the hell. I mean, it's nice to be needed. Don't get me wrong. But you know the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, get away. I'm laughing because I know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Like, get a grip, you know? Like, do you have any friends? Like, call them. You call me 37 fucking times. I can't even watch a show. You know, I mean, and again, it's really a reality check because I tell myself the same thing sometimes. Like, you know, there are times that things go on and I say to myself, like, would you stop? Like, I take everything personally. I'm like, oh, well, I haven't heard from, you know, someone. Okay, stop taking it personally because maybe, you know, they have a life and you don't and they're doing whatever they're doing. I don't know. Uh, let me see. We got, okay. Happens to me often on Instagram. There is a photo there. Account is private. They send you a message. Hello. They ask all questions about you. Then when you ask, how did they come across my name as a friend and they live in California or someplace, you accept them as a friend. And five days later, they ask you for $100 Amazon gift cards to continue talking to you because it's a prepaid phone. <laughs> Right. So like, <laughs> warning, warning. Uh, you know, I think this requires one of my, uh, let me see. What's my, what would be the, you need a sound that, effect for that. Is that a horror thing? <laughs> yeah. We don't have a warning one. Where's the warning one? I don't know where the warning is. I need a warning. That's, that sounds like a warning. I like that one. I, I need like warning, warning. Um, no. Yeah. So that's again, you know, any time that money or anything like that goes into play, um, no good. And also, you know, anybody that isn't in your area, no good because you have no idea what they're doing. Anything. And I'm going to do a show about this. Online stuff is a completely different animal. So, you know, you got to again, you have to keep your eyes open for red flags. Does that mean that you think everybody is an asshole and they're out to do whatever? No. It just means that once you see that kind of stuff, that you recognize it. I mean, even with me, right? So now I'm pretty good. People don't jump in my inbox because I think they're afraid that I'm going to rip them a new asshole, which they should be afraid. Um, you know, the messages, and I know, Giselle, I'm sure you get them too. You get these crazy messages from men, you know, and it's like, you don't know me. My man could be right. sitting right next to me. It's none of your fucking business what my life is. My man could be sitting right next to me and you're, you know, flirting or you're doing whatever. Now, you know, a, a casual flirt, you know, something cute. If if you don't return it back, then you knock that shit off right away. Right. But people think right. that they can come into your inbox and talk all sorts of crazy stuff. I mean, so we did a show on sex couple of times after I did that and I was talking about the other day right masturbation and there was a little um you know me I don't know how to do any of these things so I guess with the story they only give you like 15 seconds so it said like you know we're doing sex talk with Karen Stacy um and uh you know do you take matters into your own hands and of course there was another 45 seconds after that but that's what played for the 15 seconds. So I don't know. I press story, right? So now people are inboxing me, answering the fucking question and trying to like, you know, I don't want to like, okay, 
thank you. So now, did I ask for that? Like, do I really need you in my inbox? Like, do you think that I'm going to say, oh, wow, this guy masturbates. Yeah, you know what? I think I need to have a date with him. I mean, like, I just don't get what people think about when they message people, whether it's the opposite sex or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you come off with that the first thing. Oh, yeah. You know what? I can't. Could you? Can we go out? I don't know. Do they think that's going to work? I I don't know. I got to think it must. It got to work somewhere because maybe for know. somebody, I guess. I don't know. I, I can't say for sure, but I, I have to believe it has to work somewhere because if they're doing it, I mean, and you figure, hey, fuck it. I'll just keep trying until somebody, you know, there's got to be somebody or, or, out yeah. there. Exactly. Or maybe that's what it is. They'll see who's who's going to bite. Yeah. <laughs> It's called, it, they're putting out a fishing line. What, yeah. what asshole can I, can I, can I get today? I'm going fishing for an asshole. Who's yeah. going to send me that $100 Amazon gift card? Who will it be? <laughs> it's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, in closing, um, when it comes to, you know, life after breakup, um, what would be, you know, what do you want to add to that for the sticking points? You know, take take after a breakup, you need to take time for you. Um, you know, don't just jump out there into that world because it's it's a crazy world. So it, you need to take time out for yourself. Focus on you first before doing anything else. Right. But somebody might say, uh, well, what does that mean? How, how do I focus on me? I don't want to focus on me. I want to be I want to be with somebody. Well, you know, like I said, for, for me, I, it, not even a group, but one friend, two friends. For, you need to have a support system, someone you can talk to, to get through through that time period. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's funny because I, I would go through, for any of you guys that have been following me for a long time, I'm one of those that drink and text. And um, usually the, the real stuff comes out at that point. And so my girlfriend would say to me, change his name to mine. So when you want to drunk text him, you're texting me. Stop doing that shit. that's funny. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. So it's true. You know, sometimes you just need somebody, you know, to talk to, but you can't replace one person with another person. And if, if there was, if there's any like advice that I could give, that would be it because, you know, you can't look for something in someone else, um, that you can't find within yourself. You know, whenever you're in a relationship, that person should only be, you shouldn't, you shouldn't need them. You should want them. And that person should only help complete the person that you are. It shouldn't be who you are. Right. Does that make sense? I, I agree. Yes. Yeah. That's my, that's my feeling on it. So, you know, for those of you out there, uh, there is life after breakup. Um, Giselle, are you happy now? I am. I'm okay. very happy. So there you go. So there is life after, you know, breakup. Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely doing this all wrong. So don't listen to anything I just said for the past hour. No, I'm only kidding. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, look, it is what it is and there is no wrong. There is no right. Um, you'll find what's right for you. But again, uh, the best advice that I can give to anybody is do not look to someone else to complete you. You must complete yourself and anybody that is added into your life is just a great welcomed addition, but they are not your savior. So you have to save yourself. I say it all the time. You know, no one's going to save you. You have to save yourself. You have to be happy with yourself before you can be happy with somebody else. Absolutely. And those are definitely words of wisdom. Um, you know, so I thank all of you guys. Um, you know, I, I do do shows based on uh, sometimes on what people say and, you know, what they suggest. And I know that, you know, Giselle, you had mentioned something to this effect. And then I got a message from a listener um, with something to this effect. So I figured we'd put it all together. Um, you know, we always talk about everything and anything, and we try to keep it as real as possible. Again, 
you know, we are not experts, but I don't think anybody is. Um, all we can do is talk about what we've been through and try to share that because I think the biggest part of going through something is thinking you're alone. And it's important sometimes to know that you are not alone. There are gazillions of people that are, that have life after breakups and they are happy. So if, you know, you can do it, um, don't ever feel that you can't, uh, anything is obtainable. Um, you know, I always say, keep your eye on the prize. And, you know, as long as we have faith, uh, we can get through anything. So, um, Giselle, I appreciate, uh, you joining us today as always. Um, and I want to wish everybody uh, a happy Valentine's Day. Um, try not to kill yourself on Monday, any of you single people. Um, I think of Valentine's Day and Halloween kind of, you know, the same way. Um, <laughs> so, you know, look, it is what it is. Uh, love yourself. Um, and uh, everyone else will love you back, right? That's right. And I want to thank everybody that did join us. Um, thank you guys for your comments. Again, you, this is, uh, lunch talk with Karen and Giselle. Um, we have been doing shows, uh, usually at noon, uh, trying to do them kind of like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday type of thing. Haven't really gotten a schedule together yet, but we are, you know, we're here. And, um, again, if you haven't done so, go to realtalkwithkarenstacy.podbean.com. Hit the follow button. If you're listening today and you're new, hit that follow button and you will be able to um, participate in our live shows. And hopefully we will be doing some video uh, podcasting soon as well. And Giselle and I are actually going to get together and we're going to sh- do a show like together, together um, yes. as soon as we can make this happen. So happy yes. Valentine's Day. Remember to love yourself. Um, we love you. I love you, Giselle, and I love everybody. I listening. love you too. I love everybody. Oh, we have so everyone much... have a great weekend. We have so much love. Wait, do I have like a love? All right, well, wait, here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Imagine that one of our listeners said that they thought. The, the effects were cheesy. So you know what? It's all good. I appreciate everybody's input. I know they're a little cheesy, but I have fun pressing the button. So, you know, it's all I good. I happen to like them. Well, thank you. See, but that's the whole thing. So I press them here and there. I didn't overwhelm it. The other day, I kind of pressed it a lot because I was playing. But, you know, it is what it is. Listen, sometimes like life, it. sometimes in life, we need sound effects. So um that's right. It is what it is. Like, that would be like a boing right afterwards, but I don't think we have that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you real soon. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. 